Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast. This is your host, KB. I'm a lifestyle designer, intuitive healer, and a creator of a wellness workspace called the KB Apothecary. Welcome to my world. We're cultivating a lifestyle environment based with quality of consciousness for all, here to unveil your authentic truth. What does that mean? listening to find out because we are all multi-hyphenate beings. So join me on the ride. It's getting deep. Here we go. Here we go again. I am in a mood. I'm in kind of this weird, unusual mood. I feel it in the air. It's nothing me, nothing that I did. Wasn't involved in my workout. I think It's just, there's something in the air. Yeah, it's spring, one of my favorite times of the year. But I think it's also because I am freaking nervous about this next guest. I know that every time that I get in touch with someone that is very, very in the zone of why they were meant to be on this earth, they know it too. And they are passionate about it. And they speak about it with such fluidity. I get a little nervous. Yes, I do. Um, So our next guest on the show today, we're talking human design. And basically, our next guest shows leaders what they are made of. What? Can't we all use a little bit of this? She is a human design guide and leadership coach, and she offers you a blueprint to how you operate so you can perform at the top of your personal and professional game. So without further ado, we're just going to jump into this episode, but make sure you listen to the whole thing because at the end of the show, we have a takeaway that you will want to bring home, a discount. A discount. Everyone loves a discount. So stay tuned and without further ado, guys, buckle up because we are diving in deep. You just turn on the Just Being Honest podcast. Okay, here we go. Testing one, two, three, three, two, one. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. This is your host, KB. This is the Just Being Honest podcast. I'm super excited today because. We have a very special guest on the show. I've been waiting forever, I feel like. I've been counting down the days on the calendar. We have Erin Claire Jones on the show. If you don't know who Erin Claire Jones is, I am going to let her introduce herself to you because she probably has the best elevator pitch she can send off um, into your direction, but... Guys, why I'm so excited is because our topic for today, you know I have Cosmo Katie that comes out to play every once in a while, but this is a step further beyond that. We are talking all about human design, and you're probably thinking, KB, what the F are you talking about? Well, that is why we're here today. So without further ado, Erin Claire, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Um, So let's just hit it off. I like to always start off with, because this is kind of an interesting topic in general. It's kind of way out in left field. 
um, for most people, but my audience, majority of them probably know what human design is, but they don't know the details of it. But before we jump into that, I just want to ask you, first off, what was your childhood, excuse me, your childhood upbringing like that kind of maybe catapulted you into this direction of studying something so, I guess you could say, different? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, I don't think that I could have really imagined that I would end up in the world of human design, but it happened and it was happened very serendipitously. I think that if I think about my childhood, I think I really just had parents who were so supportive of just like whatever direction I chose. I feel like I was like doing pretty like out there and weird and strange things my entire life, you know, starting in high school. And so like, I think that the gift my parents gave me, which I'm just so grateful looking back on, is like, they were just like, we literally don't get anything you do. Like none of it makes sense to us. Like they have a very, they went very traditional paths for, you know, where they came from. But, um, but yeah, but I think that I just always felt permission. And I think I felt like that they didn't need to understand and that was okay. And so I think I didn't feel any pressure for them to be something that I wasn't. And so I think that allowed me to choose a path like human design where they're just like, that's crazy. That's wild. But like, it's working for you and it's helping people and it's supporting people. So like, that's amazing. So I think that it's been really nice to feel that kind of just permission to be myself, even if it looks really different than them. I love that. That's such an, you know what? I love just you kind of putting that out there because especially in the generation that we all live in right now, I don't personally know your age, but I know, you know, we are in this new paradigm and, you know, we're all being up-leveled and this is just part of, you know, human design is just part of our growth um, to fully understand ourselves and to fully, I guess you could say, really look into the mirror and see ourselves and accept what we see in the mirror, correct? I mean, I could mm-hmm. be totally like guessing wrong. But yeah, yeah. so um, can we just jump off the cliff? We're going to jump off the cliff, guys, because seriously, we have a lot to talk about and a little bit of time. But how did you start this business? How did you start learning it? And because we all know that there's resources everywhere for everything under the moon. But how did you know mm-hmm. that you were getting the right I guess you could say education or mentorship with human design. Yeah. So I was introduced to human design very serendipitously. I live in New York and I was basically sitting at a gathering in 2015 and this kind of just, I mean, stranger, literally stranger sat next to me and he was like, you know, I want to tell you about your human design. I was like, great. Tell me everything. (laughs) What is human design? This is amazing. I love learning about myself. And he basically just like gave me such a beautiful download on my design and it just resonated so deeply, but it also reminded me how much I was living out of alignment with it. And so I really just felt a sense of relief. I was like, I could be like that and I could be successful doing that. And so I was so intrigued. And he ended that conversation by being like, I really think that you should do this. And I think we should build a business together. Like, I think that you should do human design. I was like, what? And it was just such a wild entry in, but I did end up building a business with him for two years before I launched my own practice in 2018. And for my first maybe year and a half, he was my sole teacher, you know? So we were building a business in tandem with him really kind of being my educator. And he was amazing. You know, I'm I'm the most grateful for him for really initiating me into this and being such an amazing mentor and teacher. But I think I also reached a point where I was like, I, 
I know that my work is to translate human design to make it a more accessible language and, and more empowering language, but I also like want to hear from different perspectives, you know? So I ended up going through a pretty traditional path, um, which I know a lot of people like really don't like that path and don't resonate with it. And I definitely had my own frustrations, but I think it was right for me just because it gave me access to so much of like just the most foundational knowledge in human design that isn't really like available on the internet, you know, and like all over. And so I went through that and then I just like, I've been, I've been studying for six years now and I do, I've done a bajillion different certifications, always reading, always, I mean, I'm in two courses right now. Like it's, it's an endless mm -hmm. process. And I think that I just like, I keep, you know, going deeper and deeper and deeper because again, I'm really just like extracting what I can share with my audience in a really more accessible, simple way. So I do think that I, I did have that discovery early on that just learning from one lens wasn't going to work for me. And I kind of really needed to have a more cohesive and just like hear it from so many different perspectives so that I could really land in what is my way of communicating it. Mm, I love that. That is so beautifully said because um, it's kind of like a podcast, right? In a way that, you know, there are so many podcasts out there, right? There are so many practitioners of all these mediums of you know, you can look up health, you know, nutrition, uh, fitness, uh, whatever, you know, and like human design, astrology, right? But it's from the, I guess you could say the language of this, the person who's telling the story, right? Mm -hmm. It's all from our intuitive, um, I, I don't want to say language, you know, it's our, whatever is speaking mm -hmm. from us and how you are channeling it. Can I use that word? Channeling it outward. Um, so I yeah. love that because not one human design expert, because I'm sure you've met many, not mm -hmm. one interprets, interprets, um, you know, what is happening or what's going on the same. It's like an artist. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's an art form. Um, mm -hmm. just like astrology or astrocartography or, you know, tarot. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So can you share with us just a little bit, the basis, what is human design? I guess I should have asked yeah. that first and foremost, right? No, 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 it's perfect. So, and and also, I know you realize about the genesis of the business. It, it started then. It was like, you know, I, I started building with him and then I, I built my own practice starting in 2018. So it's been a wild and amazing journey. I think in terms of the genesis of human design. So human design has been around since 1987 mm -hmm. and it is a system based on your exact time, date, and place of birth. And it really kind of helps you understand just how you're wired to operate in this world with regards to how you're designed to make decisions and work within teams and create opportunities for yourself and all the things. And even though it can feel like a little bit cosmic because it comes from the stars, the information itself is really so tactical and so grounded and stuff that we can kind of really bring into our daily life the next day. And it really draws from a lot of existing systems in terms of astrology and the Kabbalah and the I Ching, and really just to kind of give us this blueprint to how we're designed to operate at our best. And the system itself is channeled, which is like a very kind of you know, mystical cosmic story, but the founder who's no longer alive had a, a mystical experience where he heard a voice and basically kind of received all this information and spent the next 20 years building it out. So I think that I, what I remind my, you know, skeptic clients and skeptic humans of is just like, for me, it's less about like, is this system true, but more like, is it helpful? And I just find that like, so often it's just like, it's just so helpful, you know, even though it like, doesn't even make sense that we know all this information um, from our birth, birth information. But I think that the information itself is so resonant with people on just such a deep level, where it's often just giving people a language for the things they've always known and giving them more and more permission to kind of step into themselves. Yeah. Um, putting words with feelings. That's how I personally describe human design because 
once you um, would, you know, or you read something about whatever design you are, which guys will jump into those aspects. Aspects, is that the right word? I, I don't know. I'm making up words here. But um, you'll understand what we're talking about. Putting words mm-hmm. with feelings. Like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So jumping into beyond that, since I just kind of gave a little foreshadowing to it, I'm going to call them aspects. Or um, what would they be called? Titles? Um, of the types? or the just types, li- yeah. Just yeah. the types. I tried to jazz yeah. it up, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what are the types? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. So were you, you wanted to hear about the different types? Yeah, let's go into that. So there are so many different things in human design. So there are so many aspects in terms of our type and how we're designing for opportunities and how we're designing to make decisions and all the things. But at the highest level, there are five different types in human design. So generators, manifesting generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. And so generators and manifesting generators are like the doers, the builders, the creators, the ones that really have the energy and the life force to kind of build and create and make things happen. Most important thing in the world is that they are so lit up and satisfied by what they're working on and what they're doing. Um, And the more they follow their desires and do what lights them up, the more energy they have and the more magnetic they become. Manifesting generators are often kind of multi-passionate by nature, like having their energy in a lot of different things at once, can often bring ideas to life quite quickly, but might not be interested in handling all the steps along the way. So it's good to feel supported. And generators are really around like mastery and commitment and and going kind of deep into the process. And so if you're a generator and you love doing lots of things, I'll never tell you not to do it, but maybe it's like kind of creating space day by day where you're going to go deep into one thing and then move on to the next but for both those types I would really just recommend that they take inventory and ask themselves like what are all the aspects of my life that are the most exciting that light me up the most can I do more of those things and what are the things that are the most draining the most depleting the most exhausting can I let any of those things go and for both generators and manifesting generators their strategy is around letting things come to them not chasing after a thing but kind of trusting their magnetic energy and waiting to kind of respond make Mm. sense yeah see guys I mean I am already like my head is spinning and I've heard Erin Claire speak before on all this. I've taken in-depth notes about all of this. I've heard other um, experts talk about it and I could just, you know, every time I hear even her describe um, just what we just called uh, manifesting generators and generators right now, you know, like it's already sounds different than it did before, you know, like it's similar but different. So. Yeah. That's what I love about this because I can oh I have to be it has to be you know ingrained in my brain over and over again. So yes, that makes sense. Um, let's move on to let's go on to um, reflector next. Cool. So yeah, and I I think that like you just never can hear this information too much. Mm-hmm. I think that I've like sat with people once. I sat with people like forty times, and it's just like it, it does depending on where we are in our life and like what's going to be the most resonant. It will just land differently, you know. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> For reflectors, they're the rarest type. And again, like everyone is so rare and so unique because we all have a different configuration. But when we think about the type specifically, there are the fewest, the the fewest of reflectors. So reflectors are really kind of our collective mirrors. These are people that are incredibly sensitive to their physical space and always kind of taking in and magnifying the energy of wherever it is that they are. So it's so important for reflectors to be such ruthless curators of like who and where they're spending time because they're going to take in all that energy within their own body. Mm. So making sure their home feels good, their city feels good, their office feels good. The magic of reflectors is in their fluidity. They're going to have periods where they feel like a generator, like 
like a manifesting generator, like a projector, like a manifester. And their job is to not figure themselves out or be just one thing, but kind of embrace the expansiveness of who they are. And finally, in the context of business, we call these people evaluators just because they really have such a unique perspective and way of seeing things. And so it's really good to kind of be in spaces where that perspective feels so recognized and invited in. Mm. You know, that's really interesting because when you talk about you know, the the space, the the people that they're around have to be just like all right to their emotional needs. Because um, I know a reflector, in fact, and she moved to a new city. And then all of a sudden, because it was totally different, you know, um, she started getting horrible migraines, horrible mm-hmm. migraines. And then they just moved into a new house. And I think her migraines have subsided. So I find that quite interesting. And then she did find out she was a reflector. I was like, that makes so much sense. Because it's almost like when your world is turned upside down, your energetic levels are turned upside down. I'm a true believer in that, at least. Yeah. And it's just like for them, it's really just making sure that like they just really take seriously the places that they go where it's not just like, and again, we're not always going to have the most choice. And sometimes you might be like, I have to be in the city because maybe my family's nearby, but it's just like, how could I then make my home feel the best ever, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, what are the cafes I love most? Can I spend more time there? So I think just like really taking serious the quality of the space because you're going to take so much of that in. Um, I would also make sure that as a reflector, you really take plenty of time alone to kind of be in your own energy. But yeah, similarly, I had a client years ago who like grew up in a city and she like hated the city. She like hated where she grew up and she was like, had a lot of health problems growing up and just like felt so unwell. And then she like finally moved to New York where she really desired New York will obviously not be great for everyone, but like, it just like things really lifted and she felt so enlivened and so good. And it just like, so in flow and just like so much in her life really like snapped into place, but she really landed in the right place. Mm. So I think just like really taking seriously, like, can I make a space that I'm in feel the best? And is there a space that I feel drawn to? And like, let the fact that that space I'm drawn to that space be enough to kind of just go there. And would you, would that be the same for a reflector choosing? And I guess this could go to any of the types. I'm kind of jumping ahead of the the wheel, but like occupations or work, you know? Um, Oh my gosh, there's the train. Did you hear that? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in Montecito. Uh, There's a train that goes by about, you know, 1230, 430 every day. Every day. Yeah. There it is, Um, guys. Welcome. Um, But yeah, so workplace, occupation, how does one choose um, like a reflector? And I guess we can answer this question after we go over all the types, if you prefer. Um, So maybe we should do that, but something to think about, because I know everyone's probably like, well, gosh, if I'm a person that's, you know, so affected by my environment or how I feel, you know, am I supposed to be meant to be in this job? But yeah. I mean, we're all sensitive in different ways, you know, and reflectors actually can be quite resilient in their energy, even though they're very sensitive, they can like really have a strong boundary. And again, we all have areas which we're very taking in other people's energy. So that's not exclusive to reflectors, but like they just have it in every possible area. But they, what I would say for reflectors in a job is like the point is not to avoid being conditioned by other people. It's just to like choose who you're conditioned, conditioned by. And so like if you're in an office that feels good around people that feel good, like it's probably gonna feel really good and really fun and really uplifting and like enhancing to be there. But like, if you're in an office that really doesn't feel good around people that are really frustrated or drained, then like, you're going to feel that too. Mm. And so I would just make sure that when you're choosing a job or an occupation that like, 
you're choosing a space and people that feel good if you have that capacity and also knowing that like the same the it's not like meant to be the same forever so like when a space no longer feels good like giving yourself permission to kind of pivot and move on and again you're not really here to be the doer like you might find that your energy really ebbs and flows like they really are so fluid in how that they express themselves so i would also make sure that like um yeah, that you're not, that you're able to like honor the ebbs and flows of your energy in your work and you're not expected to just like hustle and do to do all day long. Yeah, I love that. Okay, let's move on to projector, which I'm a projector. Amazing. So projectors are really here to be leaders, guides, teachers, advisors, a lot of podcast hosts that I talk to mm-hmm. are projectors. Like they're just not here to do all the doing. You know, so much of the gift of projectors is really asking questions, being really sensitive and tuned into other people's energy. And they just make a really amazing guides for other people because they're so tuned in. So that could manifest like as a CEO or as a manager or as a therapist or a coach. And so much of being a projector is knowing that your worth is not in how hard you work or how much you do, but rather like it's in your perspective and how you see, you know? And so making sure that you're around people where your perspective and guidance feels so recognized and invited in. And you also might find that as a projector, your energy really ebbs and flows where you're not really designed to work for like super long hours every day. It's more just like these bursts. And so kind of honoring the ebb and flow and taking time alone when you need. Um, and often projectors work quite well with people one-on-one. I wouldn't say that's the exclusive option. They just like have a gift for making people feel really recognized and seen. But I think just like knowing their boundaries of how much they're available for. And the strategy for projectors is all about waiting to be recognized and invited in. And it, the idea is that because you bring such a kind of unique perspective and way of seeing things, it's so important to feel like so recognize and invited in to share that with whoever you're working with or partnering with and so making sure that like romantically you're invited in by your partner you feel recognized by them and your work friendships all the things you know so you know you don't need an invitation for everything like moving to a new city but I think when it involves partnering with people working with people that's where it's the most key and I think when I first discovered this also as a projector I was just like how do I build a business as a projector like how do I put myself out there and I think that so much of our job as projectors is about making ourselves available. Mm-hmm. It's like sharing ourselves with the world and like letting the right people kind of resonate and come to us. Like mm-hmm. podcast is great for you because you're putting yourself out there, but you're also kind of putting yourself out there and you don't know who's going to listen, but like you kind of give them a chance to resonate with you and come to you. So let yourself be seen as a projector in whatever channel you feel the most inspired by, because people can't invite you in unless they see you. But I found it's much more successful for me to just like share about what I'm doing and what I'm thinking about in a really kind of broad inspired way and let the right people come than it is to just like initiate and pitch and kind of chase after. So I have a real like real life example um, for this because, you know, I'm 33 and I feel like throughout the entire course of my life, you know, no matter how many times I had applied for jobs, it's like nothing's there, you know, no, like crickets. And I'm like, I am well, like, I can do anything. I can learn and teach myself anything. But, you know, it's just, it was crazy. It's like, you know, and I kind of read up on this, that projectors, it's like, you can't ask for things. Like, you can't ask for a job. It's almost like someone has to offer you the job, as you kind of said. Like, hey, would you want to help me out with this? So that's when I just started to like really tap in and say like, okay, what are my gifts? And um, moving on from that, you know, like sales, you know, I find sales sometimes are really hard for me personally projector. Sure, I could sell, sell a doorknob, but it's almost like the way that you word it. It's not like, 
hey, do you want to buy this doorknob for $24.99? It's like, this doorknob is doing really good things and it is for sale, you know? So mm-hmm. that's kind of the difference, I think, with like human design. It's like also what your type is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like the way that you word things is like really critical. Like even in relationships, like if I was a projector and I had a significant other that was a manifesting generator, like the way that you word things is critical because we all don't tap dance to the same tune, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it really is around, like just as a projector, it's like you've just got so much to give and I would just see the invitation as a tool to really kind of be protective of your energy and give it to those who are actually ready to be guided by you and transformed mm. by you. If you try to guide and transform people that aren't ready, you might experience a lot of resistance. And yeah, like if you're going to initiate and reach out to them, just like I would, I would do it in a more soft way where it's not just like, I'm amazing. I'm trying to sell you on this, but it's more just like, I'm just going to let you know that I exist. Mm. I'm going to make myself visible. And then I'm going to let you kind of respond to it. And obviously like if, if you're initiating and chasing after and it's working for you, I'll never tell you to stop it. You know, like, I was always a bit seven sales, but I think that like it was before human design, but like it really is my way of doing it. It's just like, Hey, this exists. I'm here if you want it, you know? And so I think there are ways to play with it and it it can be energetic. You know, it's not like you like can't apply for a job, but I would just say that like, if you're going to take a job, if you're going to say yes to something, I would make sure that you feel so recognized and seen by that thing so that you don't kind of walk into a thing where you're expected to operate like a generator. Yeah. Because what I feel like, and me, this is speaking for myself, guys, as a projector, is that I'm, this is probably like my strength and weakness, is that I'm always willing to like, oh, I'll do it. I'll help you. Let me help you. Let me serve you. Like, let me, let me help you do that. And some people don't want to, but I feel like that's, maybe that's a projector thing. Maybe that's a Virgo thing. I don't know. But um, Yeah. yeah, is that true? Well, yeah, just not everyone's going to be ready for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think projectors can be, like, a little bit of a know-it-all at times. Because, like, I see everything that can be fixed. But, again, like, not everyone wants to be guided or wants that perspective. And so I think that it is just, like, making sure that those that you're sharing it with are receptive. Because, like, if you're just sharing, 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 and giving, 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 and, like, not really feeling recognized or reciprocated, it cultivates so much bitterness in us. Mm. You know? And sometimes, like, projectors are, like, really here to be recognized by others. So sometimes we're just, like, out there seeking it and never really, like, leads to the recognition that we want. So kind of I think that there it has to be an element of reciprocity where it's like, yes, I've got a lot of perspectives to give here, but it's also important for me to feel like the person is really valuing that and like really wants me to share it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, in my personal belief, that's all based upon awareness of the other person. And if you can really tap into the energetics, like, are they truly energetically like wanting to accept that help, you know, or what have you? But, um, yeah, I love that. So, okay, so we went over very quickly projector, reflector, manifesting generator, and generator. Did so not manifester. Uh, not manifester, yes. So here we go. So manifestors are really here to be the initiators. These are people that are really here to kind of get things started, get the ball rolling, do things on their own terms. Like, not always here to, like, <clears throat> um. Yeah, like they're just really here to have like a lot of freedom and autonomy and control. They're not here to be told what to do or manage or guided in any way. I find that these people can struggle a little bit in corporate environments if they're feeling very limited in the way that they can really express themselves. So I think that, you know, either a more entrepreneurial path or say like a company where they're just given like a, a domain where they can just be free and in charge of. 
often manifestors are pretty comfortable with solitude and being left alone to do what they please and having that space to kind of be in their own flow. And they might also find that their energy really operates in creative bursts where they can like get a lot done and then rest and a lot done and then rest. So like, and also for manifestors, like their gift is so often in getting something off the ground, but not always in doing all the doing and all the sustaining to kind of like keep maintaining that thing over time. And so kind of knowing when to hand things off and walk on and walk away and know that so much of your energy is meant to be at the beginning. And the strategy for manifestors is about initiating. They're not here to wait for anything as soon as that urge comes within them to really kind of honor that. And also around informing. So and that basically means kind of keeping the people around them just like in the loop of the decisions that they're making um, because that kind of allows them to just really manifest with a lot more ease and feel more supported by the people around them. It's not about asking for permission. It's like literally just giving people a heads up. I have been waking up in the morning feeling a little crunchy here and now again. Guys, I'm talking about, well, I don't know. I don't think it's age since I'm still pretty youthful in my spry 30s, but I've been doing a lot of moving and grooving, you know. I've been walking the puppy and running up and down hills and trekking over boulders. Right, the boulders of my oasis of a backyard I call California open land. But that being said, I was doing an at-home workout this morning, in fact, and my knees were feeling it. I've been taking a lot more baths at night, but sometimes I feel like I need that extra punch, that extra cushion, that extra love. That's why I like to go back time and time again to my favorite CBD company, Prima. Prima. It's pure and potent well-being essentials for skin, body, and mind, backed by science and built by nature to help combat stress and target issues at their source, so you can feel better every single day. Prima's products include skincare, supplements, body care, even gifts and bundles, because you know what? Sometimes we want to try a little bit of everything, am I right? An established B Corporation mentioned in the New York Times, Harper's Bazaar, People Magazine, even Well and Good, just to name a few. And you know what I love the most? I love these products. So write them down because you'll want to try them first. The Night Magic. You know I love an intensive facial oil to do my gua sha routine. The Bath Gem. Because you know the queen of baths is in the house and the R&R cream. Oh wait, I like to also top it off with their skin therapy because if you've been following me on Instagram, you've seen that I've been dealing with a little bad batch of eczema on the back of my legs and it's not so pretty. And let me tell you, this skin therapy, the extra ultra rich body butter has done numbers on that patchy patch patch of eczema. Right now, you can get 15% off your entire order by going to prima.co and entering code H-O-N-E-S-T, that spells honest, at checkout for 15% off. CBD products are in the house, and let me tell you, these are not any CBD products. These are clean CBD products. They know exactly where they source all the materials, all the hemp from. And plus, guys, it's a really rad company. Don't take it from me, or rather, take it from me. 
Trust me, I've done all my research. And I've been the human guinea pig for you. Anyways, that code again is H-O-N-E-S-T, Prima.co. All right, back to the show. As a projector, you know, waiting to be invited to things, wouldn't it be so amazing just one day to be the manifestor and be like, I'm doing this, 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 this. Let's do this. Let's get the ball rolling. Because how many times I'm just like, let's go. And, you know, the reins are being pulled back on me. Um, So I love that. My question is, so if I'm a projector, which I am, and say I was looking for a teammate to join my team, and I know that I probably need to find someone to delegate a lot of the asking roles to, if that makes sense. What would be a good partner for me to bring on? Yeah, I think that like, I really am convinced that like any combo can work. You know, I never want to like make people feel restricted. I would say that like, because your energy might ebb and flow a little bit and like you're an energy projector, it's like you've got energy and we, and we all do, it just is a little more inconsistent. Like it might be nice to have like a generator or a manifesting generator around just to kind of like offer that like sustained energy and building and creating and doing again like if you're partnered with a projector or a manifest or reflector like all the things are possible but like that might kind of offer more of that sustainable energy to create and make things happen i think that as a projector i've always had either a manifesting generator or a generator business partner like i said i don't think it's the only option but that's what's worked for me i love that i was kind of thinking that same thing but and then this is kind of the same topic you know out of the workplace, but into um, intimate relationships. Do you find that, um, you know, one type works well with another or does it even matter? Yeah, I think that I, again, like, I just don't like to restrict the options. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm a projector and therefore I can only date a reflector or whatever. <laughs> like, I, again, I think anything's possible. I think that, like, there are some relationships that are going to be a little bit harder. And, but that's not even about type. That's just about kind of like when you overlay the charts, like if there's like a lot of tension or compromise, but again, like, I think it's all workoutable, but it's just like, um, some might be a little bit more held together and then others. But again, like it's, it's helpful to just know it. So what I would say with partnership is I think once you feel drawn to somebody and you really have chemistry with that person, that's a really powerful time to kind of dive into your design and just like understand how best to support each other. Not before, not like I can only date somebody that has like a defined ego or a splenic. It's more just like once I'm drawn, let me just really do the work to understand how best to support them. And again, it might be like, wow, we've got a lot, like, you know, we've got a there's a lot of like moments of tension here, but we'll kind of work through them. Or it's like, oh, we're super similar. This is nice. We can like encourage each other to really honor our design. So I think it's so powerful in partnership. And I think it really just reveals kind of all the energetic dynamics underneath the surface so that we stop taking things personally and just like really leverage our strengths. And I think in general, in partnership, we get really tripped up when we are expecting somebody more similar to us or different than what they are. So I think human design reminds us how different we are and just like gives us those tools to work with those differences. I love that. Um, You know, one of my favorite things that you do is you send out emails like the one that I actually received today was, um, what would your ideal uh, day look like yeah. in your type? And I was reading over mine, and I'm like, that is so true, you know? <laughs> and so it is so true, guys. The more that you deep dive into this work, the more that you want to, like, dive even more into the rabbit hole. Um, and that's the beauty of it because it is, again, you know, self-discovery. And, and then you, in turn, learn how – you know, to communicate with others more efficiently. 
Um, can we talk briefly about, because when you look at a chart, a human design chart, it's like, what, you know? Um, and it can be kind of confusing. Obviously you offer services, um, and was, is one of those, the blueprint, is that what you offer? Yeah. So one of my offerings is something called the blueprint, which is basically like a 30 plus page written guide to your unique design. Mm. I think people often look at their charts and they're like, what in the world is this? And so the intention of the blueprint is just to like offer you the most practical grounded and like important information about your chart. So you can actually bring it into your own life and integrate it. So I do that in sessions and workshops and all the things, but the blueprint is kind of like a core offering and is often a really great place to get started. It just be like, what do I need to know about my design that I can actually use in my life? I love this. So can I ask you as a projector, how do you not get super exhausted by the energetics that are coming in at you or the people that you're working with? How do you kind of tailor that? Yeah, I think that I just have boundaries and I think that I could probably have more of them. I think that like, I used to like fit sessions in like all the time and one of the shadows of projectors and like actually for manifestors and reflectors too is like an overzealousness and like trying to do it all. So I think that like, I've really had to create some spaciousness in my days where it's like, I have two days a week that I do sessions. I have a limited number of sessions that I do on those days. I do one, one day where I do podcasts and then I leave two days really open. And so like, I think that I just really like have had to create limits for myself that it's that I don't overdo it, you know? And I think also on the days that I do sit with people in sessions, I really kind of create space in between as well. So I think that, you know, that I do that, but it's, it's also still a lot as is. So I think that I'm always kind of navigating and exploring it. But I think that I really did have to set those boundaries for myself because I knew that without them, I would just like keep doing and doing and doing and burn out very easily. Mm, that is so true. Um, can I ask you a quick question? Cause I was actually just looking at my human design when we were talking and one of the things that when people open up their human design map, I'm going to call it a map. Um, they're going to have a lot of questions. They can go reach out to you, get their blueprint um, done. But something, because I've known, I've heard about it before, and we ha- only have a limited amount of time, so we can not dive into all these things. But like profiles, when you have a profile and it's a number which looks like a fraction, what does that exactly mean? Like mine for, we'll use mine as an example, three over five, three, five. Yeah. So there are 12 different profiles in human design and they're made up of like six different numbers. So um, I can just briefly go through the six numbers. So mm-hmm. if, if you like look it up in your one, three or your six, two, just like listen to the one and the three or the six and the two, or the three and the five. Um, and I'm sure we'll include it in the show notes, but you can look up your um, design at erinclairjones.com slash lookup. Mm-hmm. So if you have a one in your profile, there's a very kind of natural investigative energy where it's really good to get into details of things and like just build a real foundation and expertise and whatever it is that you do um and yeah and and you're here to just go deep and so really kind of getting clear on what you feel the most curious to go deep in and letting that be a guide for you and you might feel insecure if you don't feel like you know enough and it's often just because there's more to learn there's more to know um the two in the profile is a very hermit energy really good to have your own time to be in your own flow but also there's like an innate genius that comes with a two where it's really kind of good to lean into the things that come easily and naturally to you um because that's really exactly where you create the most value and like what you're meant to be kind of recognized for if you have a three in your profile like you so many you know you really are here to kind of learn through trial and error and experimentation and bumping into things and making mistakes and it's part of your process and so like one of your lessons is just knowing that like 
it's never about like doing something perfectly the first time. It's just like learning as much as you can from every experience, you know? And so it might look a little messy looking back where it's like, oh my God, that company didn't work. This didn't work. This relationship didn't work. But it's more just like, but I I have so much wisdom because I'm like constantly learning what works and what doesn't. And I always remind the people that have a three to just like never underestimate the value of sharing their journey with the world. Because when you share kind of your own learnings, the things that work, the things that don't, it really can inspire and kind of transform other people's journeys as well. Does that resonate with you? Oh. Oh, yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And then we have four. So if you have four in your profile, it's really around your opportunities are really meant to come through your community and your network and the people that you know. So kind of really cultivating that nourishing community and network. Um, five in your profile, a very natural kind of problem solver and fixer, not here to solve all the problems, but like here to solve the ones that feel the most exciting and aligned to you. But with a five, one thing that is helpful for you to watch out for is that people can sometimes project things onto you in terms of like, you, you're like this kind of friend or this kind of like podcast host or this kind of boss, whatever it is. And your job is to kind of not let other people's projections determine your path. And to kind of really just like trust yourself enough to be like, that doesn't feel like me. That's amazing that you see that in me. But like, just because you see this thing in me doesn't mean it's true. Um, and then finally, if you have a six in your profile, there's a very kind of natural role model, teacher energy, natural authority. And people probably look to you and really trust you and look to you for guidance. Um, but often people live their life in three phases where the first 30 years, it's a lot of trial and error, bumping into things, making mistakes. 30 to 50 is really kind of like stepping back and embodying the wisdom in a much deeper way. And, and we're meant to hit our prime when you turn 50. And it doesn't mean that there's anything to wait for. It's just meant to keep getting better and better and better. Oh my gosh. Again, this is so in depth. And guys, you can probably hear, and Aaron, you can totally hear that I'm like stumbling over my words because I have all these questions in my head right now. You know, I mean, you can go on and on like the incarnation cross, like right angle cross of rulership. I mean, that sounds really good to me, whatever that is. I'm probably like royalty or something, but, um, so who knows what that is, but I'll have to do a deeper dive with you. Um, and triple split definition. Oh, so there is so, uh, so much. Um, but what I am so grateful for is that you gave kind of just, I guess you could say like a little 101 into human design. Yeah. Um, and again, we'll have all of this in the show notes um, of where you can access your chart at erinclairjones.com and then go to look up. Um, Super fascinating. And of course, I'll have to say that you will have so many questions when you see your chart, like the colors, the opens, the clothes. Um, So that's why you can get your blueprint done. And Erin, is there anything that you want to share, anything that you're working on um, that we can kind of join together as a community on? I think just one thing I would remind people of is that it can feel overwhelming. There's a lot of colors, there's a lot of numbers, but like the point is not to like memorize, like I'm a 39.5 or I have this thing. Like it's really just like the simplest information is often the most actionable and the most useful. So I would just like start with like, I'm a projector and I make decisions this way. Like, or my profile is this, like start with the simplest pieces and like even just integrating those can be so impactful. And that's the intention of the blueprint is just to like really simplify. So you don't have to like make sense of all the crazy colors and numbers. And the question was if I have things coming up. Yeah. Do you have anything coming up? I think that like nothing big that I think is that I think that like, you know, the blueprint 
and then I have an upcoming workshop. I don't know when this will be released in April, but I do it every month called Flow. And then I do private sessions, family sessions, team oh. sessions, partnership sessions, all the things. So um, I will do a training at some point. I know people are ready for it. We're like, so just kind of like bombarded right now in a wonderful way. But I just like, we're trying to create a little bit more bandwidth for me so that we can really create space and focus on that. Mm, amazing. You know, what I have one more question for you, but before yeah. I ask you, um, what I'm kind of diving into more is just this like whole, like whole, I want to say body awareness of who I am this year, especially, yeah. you know, 2020, I released a lot of unnecessary things like many of us did guys. So yeah. this is just another great step to kind of incorporate within that, mm -hmm. you know, within if you're passionate about astrology or perhaps you're just tinkering yes. on the brink of that, you know, I don't know. What's, what are your signs? Do you know your signs? Yes. I'm a Taurus and I always forget my moon is in Capricorn and then I'm, my rising is Scorpio. Oh, nice. So yeah. my sun is Virgo, my rising's Gemini, and my moon is Taurus. So we kind of cool. overlap a little bit there. Yeah. But um, so I love that. Okay, so my one last question is, what is your honest truth to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? I know it's an ambiguous question, but it can mean a whole boatload yeah. of things. Um, I think that, you know, I've been thinking about a lot of this recently because there's a lot changing and evolving in my life right now I think that like it's really like just like loving as much as I can where I'm at yeah. I think just like not getting like I'm so excited about like all the things to come and like and and everything but I also just think like so appreciating exactly where it is I am you know and, and not just getting lost and like until it becomes this thing you know so I think it really is just like appreciating where I'm at the people that I'm around all of it and creating space for constant evolution, but like not losing the connection and appreciation to like what's in front of me. Um, so yeah. And I also, I think that like, you know, the secret also is I think just feeling really connected, like feeling really in trust of myself and my partner and my friends and the world and my community. So I think like always kind of cultivating a deeper sense of trust, I think always creates a much deeper sense of well-being within myself. Mm. You know, Life is so, as we've all found out, it's just, it can be so long, it can be so short, and we have to be extremely gentle with ourselves and give ourselves copious amounts of grace. And um, even the clients that I work with, you know, I have to constantly remind you, you know, just as a puppy does, you know, puppies only live in the present moment. They don't know what happened five minutes ago when they chewed up a towel, you know, and they don't know that they perhaps, you know, will be locked in their crate for three hours from now or whatever. You know, they don't think about the future. They don't think about the past. But we all have to live in the present and just say, like, yeah, you know, this is what I have here right now. And, yeah, sure, it's extremely hard at times. I hear you, sister. But um, that's why we have community. And that's why we have our, our family, our crew of people that they don't have to be blood-related, but they have to be the like-minded related if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So mm -hmm. I'm so honored and happy that I have connected with you and you're an amazing soul. And we will- Such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. So guys, with that being said, this is definitely one that you will want to send to a friend or a family member. Simply snap a little screenshot. And Erin, where can everyone find you on Instagram? 
Um, or on I'm the Aaron web. Claire Jones. What did you say? Or on the web. Both. Or on the web. Yeah. Yes. I'm Aaron Claire Jones everywhere. So Aaron Claire Jones on Instagram, AaronClaireJones.com website. And also we can do a discount code for the blueprint for your audience if you'd like. Amazing. Do you, is there a code you want to do? Um, let's do honest. H-O-N-E-S-T. Okay. So the code will be honest. Perfect. Guys, thank you. Discount for the blueprint. So get in there, dive deep, and learn a little bit more about yourself. Even learn more about your spouse, your coworker, that boss, the even. Kids. Yeah, yeah, the kids, all of the above. So until next time, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love, ciao. I have to admit, I do have a problem sometimes. When I get in front of someone that is so, I mean, I'm talking armpit sweats, guys. I have armpit sweats. Someone that is so, so composed in what she knows that is just out of this world. And I know me as an intuitive healer and as a life coach, what have you, that I've heard all of it. You know, I've believed in most all of it, but For someone that is so intuitively tapped in, that gets the armpits sweating, I'm telling you. (laughs) That's why I was losing my words there. But what's new? Hmm? I had the matcha and it just has not kicked in very quickly. (laughs) Bad excuse. But anyways, guys, if you want to dive deeper into your human design, which I think all of you shall do, head on over to erinclairjones.com and search up Um, your human design chart. And if you want to go even further than that, you can get a discount on your blueprint using code HONEST. Again, that's HONEST, H-O-N-E-S-T. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to give me a follow on Instagram if you do not already do so at just being honest KB. And I hope you have a lovely day. I'll see you next time.